Hello, I'm Roger Bisbee, and welcome to our series on Skill Builder, where we look at some of the technology that's available for builders to help them run their business and make things a little bit easier and hopefully more efficient. So today we're hooking up with Gabriel Pinchev. He's from Field Pulse, and this is a company that has some all-in-one software to help contractors manage their business. So he's got a lot of interesting views on the construction industry, which some of it obviously will be related to America, but it'd be interesting to see how much of this transfers across the pond. So for our American viewers, you may find this particularly interesting if you're looking for that software. For our British viewers, it might be interesting to see just how similar the American experience is and maybe how different it is to ours. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's what, what's the time there, midday? It is one o'clock here in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> right, so um, just tell us, for our viewers here, and obviously our American viewers as well, um, what, what, is your company, what your company actually does? So we are Field Pulse, and uh, simply put, we're an all-in-one software for small service businesses, um, focusing on the trades and um, ones that do small service-based work and project-based work. Um, a short kind of summary of the actual features would be job scheduling and dispatching, um, customer management, estimates and invoices, payments, employee timesheets, customer communications, um, really all-in-one end-to-end um, -end solution that's easy to use, easy to get going, um, and easy to implement with your business. Okay, well, it sounds like we've got something in common there because a lot of our viewers here, a lot of the skill builder viewers, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I don't think I'm offending them when I say that a lot of them are very, very good tradespeople, but they're not necessarily good business people. And we get quite a lot of communication from them, which is saying, you know, I've been doing this job for 10 years, and basically I'm still not managing to make it pay. I'm still spending far too much time in the office, far too much time going out, estimating for jobs that they don't even get, that they've got no hope of getting. So I think we've got some common common problems here, if you like, or common challenges, as they now call them, um, in, in America and in the UK. The same sort of thing happening, what we call uh, the one-man band. Maybe he's got one or two people working for him, but maybe it's him and his partner, maybe his wife or whatever, who's trying to run the books, answer the phone, send out the invoices, chase the payments, all that kind of thing, yeah? No, 100%. Um, and uh, I think we see kind of a common theme there as well, where there are guys who've been working for another company um, and they think to themselves, hey, I'm really good at this. Why can't I be the business and make all of the margin on it? Um, and they want to go out and do it, and that's great, and that's awesome, and we 100% support it. Um, but there's a, there's a lot to learn when you do that change, um, specifically around tracking profits and making sure your margins are there, that um, when you're kind of looking at, at labor rates, ends up a bit different when you have overhead of a company, and especially when you start to add team members, um, how you bill for your team members to really for overhead as a company and also back office staff. Um, and it's it's tough specifically being a one-man band in uh, the service industry because you're, you're not at your desk, right? You're out and about all day. Um, and so you need everything with you and someone calls, um, you you try to take it, but you can't always. And so you're, you're always kind of going through a battle of um, how do I manage the business while doing the work, but then wanting to eventually grow to where you can have different team members doing that. Um, and, I, and in general, we think software really helps do that better across the board, um, in addition to different service offerings. 
I think for people of my age, for example, you know, who are probably just coming up to retirement, it's all a little bit daunting software. But for younger people who have grown up with a phone, everything comes through their phone. They're very used to that side of it. And they're not strangers to computers after all. So for them, it's probably a lot more of a natural thing. So I think maybe the next few generations coming through are going to find this a lot more intuitive if you like not so not so difficult as somebody like me who's still thinking i'm a little bit scared of it in a way you know unless it's down on a piece of paper which i end up losing invariably i've got to say you know but i, I still feel safer when i've i've gone around with my notepad and and done my estimate at the customer's house but my big problem and the problem for lots and lots of tradespeople is that i get as far as doing that the measuring up going around chatting to the customer i think i've got a chance here and then for one reason or another i'm too busy to get that estimate out into the post or whatever it was a snail mail in those days and i lose the job you know i make the person angry because i haven't responded and i'm saying i'm stalling them and i say oh next week next week of course the longer that goes on the more distance gets between the time you've been around and measured up and actually got the estimate in they start thinking this guy's too tardy i don't want this fella he, he took so long to get the estimate i don't i don't want him you know so you lose a job and you've invested that time in going around and looking at the job and writing the estimate and then you've lost it so um, speed reliability accuracy and follow-up i think are huge components of estimating um that can be very difficult to do when you're juggling a lot of different things and um being able to not only create your estimates much faster by having predefined items and descriptions that you're just pulling right in, it's automatically calculating totals and amounts. You can make changes really quickly. You're not creating new invoices, you're just modifying them. You send them on the spot, you can get approval via email, uh, signature approval, you can get payments. Just the entire pro process of speeding it up is critical to winning. Um, oftentimes we see that the, the most responsive, the most reliable, and the fastest person to provide the estimate will win the job. Um, and really having tools to expedite that process can be huge. And then ultimately, really staying on top of it. Um, one problem is that a lot of these guys will send estimates, um, and then they'll just hope that they get chosen and, and the customer comes back to them. But that's not the reality of the situation. Um, you have to follow up on them. Um, and the follow-up is often what gets the business and you can create automatic cadences uh, to follow up um, but really being able to track it all and so you have your list of all your estimates and what your own due date is and when you want to follow up and the status of them uh, really not just keeps you on track and make sure that hey i'm going to send a follow-up in here and just that little follow-up can win that job uh, while otherwise it might have fallen under the rug so how do you send a f how do you send a follow-up that is not being pushy that's just not putting the guy under pressure to 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 have you you know but just in, in a sort of polite way saying what, what what sort of question would you ask in the follow-up i think it's important when you do do a follow-up is that it's great when you can find a reason to follow up right so you're not just saying hey i wanted to follow up on this but saying hey i got more, more information around the specific thing you're looking to do let me tell you about it or um this is changing, let me update you on here. And so it's not just a, hey, I wanted to check back in every week or so, but it's, it's giving you a reason to talk to them um, and really engage with them and not just, not just send out a feeler. 
Got it, yeah. And another thing I'd like to touch on is that you, you mentioned that word profit there. Now, this is something I've found time and time again with tradesmen, is that they go to work for wages, and when you ask them about their profit margins, they look at you blankly because, you know, everybody thinks I understand what a profit is, but a lot of people are not working with any profit margins at all. They just they just go to work for more or less what they would be getting if they were employed, that kind of thing. But they feel self-employed. They feel like they're running their own business but actually they're just chipping away really at that uh, eroding their, their their true earnings because obviously they're not all billable hours when you go out to work for yourself you you know it's, it's hard to put in 40 billable hours a week isn't it that's one of the key problems is that the way the way you may look at it from someone who was paid maybe uh, wages before, um, hourly based, and then going out to it. There's just so much overhead in actually running the business uh, and the time spent that you weren't doing before that you really have to account for. Um, and one of those things is um, is estimates in general. And we, we talked a little bit about this the other day, but I feel like I could go on forever just talking about the free estimates and how I think personally they're kind of a killer in the industry. Um, I'd like everyone to fully move away from free estimates. I think it shoots everyone in the foot, but it's not easy to do, right? Because uh, so many people currently do free estimates, but um, you, you really have to put a monetary value on your time because, um, because there's a lot of stuff you're doing that you're not billable. So when you are billable, it has to be inflated relative to really make up for that time. Um, and then that also comes into um, things like how you price. Um, a lot of people just want to do time and materials, but uh, you kind of get caught up in that same game. And so uh, there's, there's a big move and we're actually going to be releasing a, a whole new product kind of dedicated to this around flat rate pricing. And, and the idea is that you're creating a bundled price specific for work and um, ultimately your margins will be higher and it's proven to be higher. Um, and so you can come out up front. This is what it is. It's it's known up front to the customer. Um, and so it's not just how long you're taking, but you really end up being able to make more because they know the price ahead of time and they're agreeing. But then also you're just making more than you would if you just ch charged time and materials. Um, and so there's generally just a lot of psychology in it. But the goal is to um, really increase increase your profitability, and it's really necessary as you also grow your business. It's huge, that whole business of trying to move the customer's mindset away from that fact that you're the little guy who comes around and gives them something for nothing, i.e. your time, your estimating, your input on the design of the building, all the ideas, and then goes away and asks nothing for it. And, and moving the customer's expectations across and also giving the tradesman the confidence to say, now there's a charge for this and obviously if you have the job done that will be absorbed within the cost of a job or whatever yeah. but but just initially to cover my time for coming around and giving you this expertise here's here's a charge so in a way i think you said to me uh, previously when we were talking on the phone about the tire kickers you want to move away from those people who are just getting four or five estimates and wasting everybody's or tire <laughs> or more than that yeah, people are getting like 10 estimates and they're literally just looking for the lowest price but um, I think also by charging something for an estimate, even if it's even if it's small, fifteen dollars or fifteen pounds, um, just something to to really make sure that they're not just wasting your time and really value it uh, is important. And the people who are willing to spend fifteen bucks for you to 
do it are the ones who aren't going to be getting 10 estimates, right? Um, and they're not going to be the ones who screw around with your time because uh, they are giving you something for it. And it's not that much, right? And ultimately, like you said, you can have it roll into the cost of the job. Um, because in the end, subconsciously, um, the, the free price of the estimate ends up in your in your work somehow, right? In terms of how you make if you're kind of making it for that time. So you're almost um, you're almost rewarding bad behavior on the customer side by giving them free estimates and the good customers that are looking for the right people and only doing a few, um, they're actually getting hurt by it because they're paying more for the actual final bill um, while it could be balanced out. And then you're not wasting time with people who never wanted to buy anything to begin with and just, hey, I have an idea. Let me waste someone's hour of, my, of their time just to come out and uh, throw some numbers at me. It's interesting that because that you would never expect a tradesman to come out and do a job at your house for nothing, but you expect him to come out and spend a couple of hours with a tape measure running around on a speculative basis. And like you say, it's the people that end up hiring that tradesperson that end up paying for the other person's estimates, if, if you like. Yeah. So subsidising. No, it's. I mean, I think if you could achieve this, if we can start that rolling as an idea, and we get some discussion on the bottom of this video when we put it up, and and that's what we want. We want to hear from the your. your your customers over there in in america and also in the uk to see if we can find some common ground and and try and work these things out among ourselves see what people say about that idea because i think it's it's something that we really ought to be moving towards like you say yeah i think it's critical to really lifting up the industry as a whole and that's what we want to help achieve as well um i love the industry um and i just think there, there's so much opportunity to help everyone across the board kind of professionalizing i don't know if that's the right word but really um really lifting it up across the board so everyone wins and it, it's not easy though right because if you're charging 15 20 50 bucks for an estimate and there are all these other guys who are still doing it free um you're going to feel the effects so it, it kind of has to be a, a massive move across the industry and you see a little bit of it in the service side where um if it's kind of a diagnosis and fix on the spot they might do like a 79 dollar service trip uh charge that gets reimbursed uh and, and that, that's a good start in the right direction um i think just doing all that free work and all the traveling and the trips and back and forth um it's just a, a real killer I think it's interesting, actually, because our whole perception, and in a way, it comes down to how much confidence we have in ourselves as service providers, if you like, you know, to, to, to be capable of doing that and to be able to just say to people you know there's a charge for my time here and and this is it because we've run away from that we've our self-esteem if you like has has been lowered but if you look around at other industries it's difficult to find another industry that does what we do that gives so much away for, yeah. without demanding anything you know it, it's incredible really that we are almost the, the, the constructioners or building industries we call it is almost unique in that in that respect that we're giving all this that, that people expect all this for nothing you know yeah definitely and it's just kind of self-propagating because that's how it's been and then the expectation is there but um i'm hoping over time it can be changed yeah, yeah, hopefully. And hopefully you're going to do a lot to, to help it and with uh, Field Pulse. And we look forward to looking at your products and maybe come back. But for, for viewers over here who want to follow you, is it, you do a blog or something they can follow on your website or something? Oh, yeah, we do have a Field Pulse Academy. Um, 
that is different content, just business in general. We try not to talk too much about our software in there, but just in general. Um, and we, we'd always love guest contributions as well. If people have real value articles that they want to share that helps other trades people or business people in the trades, um, we'd, love to, we'd love to collaborate um, and uh, showcase that. Brilliant. Well, we'll be in touch. We'll, we'll, we'll work on something at this side and send it over to you and see what you think. But yeah, that'd be great. We'll, we'll put the details below of where people can follow you. And uh, thanks very much for taking the time to, to talk to us today. It's been really enjoyable. And uh, hopefully we can have some more fruitful conversation in the future. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. Let me know. I'll be happy to come back. Brilliant. Thank you, Gabriel. All right. Thank you.